the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The biggest pop culture movement since the Beatles, $22.5 billion at the box office, and we found the one guy who doesn't have a clue what we're talking about. With two fellow MCU nerds to help guide his hand along the way, one thing is for certain, we're with him until the end of the line. Welcome to Colin Brain versus the MCU. On your left. Hello and welcome everybody to your favourite podcast designed for your ear holes. Phase 4, baby. Yes, it is time to enter the multiverse saga. And we begin our journey with a TV show. Yes, that's right. So for this episode, we are watching the first three episodes of WandaVision. But I wouldn't dare start this adventure without my two intrepid explorers. Firstly, if he had his own sitcom, it would be called At Home with the Trots, which oddly enough is also how I described my day a couple of weeks ago when I braved a vindaloo at a local Indian restaurant. (laughs) It's Robert Trot. Rob, how are you? Brilliant. Yeah, not had that one before. Surname. Colin's Colin's shaking his head. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, Off that. Phase four, phase four, baby. Phase four, baby. <laughs> new phase, new ass. Uh, exactly. And last but not least, a man who I think might be very confused this week, seeing as he went into WandaVision knowing only its name, but also a man named Vision is back? Or is he? It's Colin Brain. Colin, how are you? I'm doing good, man. Good <laughs> to here ready no, Colin are you ready for phase four visions in this <laughs> ready <laughs> no we trust me that question is definitely coming okay um, so, I'm ready uh, I'm ready good so uh, Colin are you mm. ready for phase four and a whole new saga almost starting afresh so to speak um, I will remain open-minded good I don't know if that means I'm ready for it but I'm definitely open-minded <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I think that was the best answer we could have got from him, really, <laughs> I mean, wasn't it? come on, man. What episode are we on now? I mean, what, what do you expect from me? What kind of yeah, answers I, are you expecting these days when you ask me questions I don't know. Like Every that? now and then that optimism pops back in. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting maybe a bit like, you know, yeah, I'm pumped. I'm pumped, yeah. The, but, the audience um, haven't given up hope either. I saw the other day someone oh. saying about a Phase 4 project, they were like, it could get the first five. <laughs> oh, come yes. on now. Come on now. What episodes have we been putting out? Well, I know. Um, but no, it's definitely one of the things I did kind of want to discuss now, because okay. obviously we've got this new chilled George, where I'm just like, I'm not thinking about the ratings anymore. And um, to echo kind of what Rob said, our listeners seem to be having mm. the same reaction too. Like, I think that maybe myself, maybe not Rob too much, but um, the listeners as well, we've been focused too much on getting those five stars from you, Colin. And yeah, maybe maybe it's not going to happen. But yeah, I mean, I, I honestly wouldn't put too much stock in any star rating I give because I feel like if I watched a film, the same film on a different day, different time of the day, I'm probably going to yeah. score, score it differently. So, yeah. a fi- I mean, a five star has to be like that. That's that's goat territory, you know, like that's greatest mm-hmm. of all time. That's sat on top of the on top of the tables because I don't really feel like I've ever had a five star film. There might be some goats on the way. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't yeah. know, man. I, but I, I, I am like... It's kind of... I mean, the first three phases didn't get a five-star, so, I mean, there's still got to be hope somewhere, right? So maybe it is phase four where they'd mix it up a little bit. There's hope there somewhere, and well, let's pray that some screaming, raging goats are on their way. <laughs> um, but we're just happy that you're along for the ride, Colin. So 
Rob, what is your nickname this week, please, sir? This week, I'm going to do one for every every time we do a TV episode. And I thought I'd uh, go with Blurry Vision, because I already Fantastic. used Vision Express when we did Age of Ultron. <laughs> so, Blurry Vision. I, I hope for you to cap it off with a third Vision pun, please. Or whatever well, they are. I don't it'd be even up know to four, puns. wouldn't it? By the... oh. Oh, okay, yes, okay. George is pumped right. for that. <laughs> yeah, pumped. bring it on. So, spoiler watch, Colin. You haven't put anything in the group chat. It's been a while since we last spoke. Are we still? Are we all? Are we all clear? I'm all clear, man. I've been locked away in studios without windows for the past few days, and yeah, so no spoilers, no spoilers whatsoever. Good, because there's always news trickling out here and there. Mm. I think. Uh, just yesterday, Rob, maybe two days ago, there was a lot of talk of the MCU, uh, a, a TV show um, mm. on Twitter about some casting news and yeah, stuff like that. I so did see. didn't yeah, end so up anywhere near me, luckily. That's good to hear. Uh, I'm so sure wait, some will... some UFC nerd oh, will be happen. chatting yeah. away. And they'll go, oh, yeah, when Tony dies. And yeah. for everyone. <laughs> there, was a, there was a big UFC on at the weekend, actually, and I was thinking to myself, that's normally prime time for like a new trailer to come on like before the main Ooh. event. But I yeah. guess they maybe haven't got anything lined up at the moment with it. But there was nothing No, like next that. one's um, May, I think. Okay, so probably and, um, April, late April, I'll be having to have a pillow or a blanket close to jump under back as soon as I see the Marvel <laughs> logo come up. <laughs> so I've also got a couple more things I really want to discuss with you boys today before we jump into the first three episodes of WandaVision. Mm. My notes are very um, basic this week. So the first thing on my notes is just one word to discuss today, and it's called trophy. <laughs> um, <because> I, <laughs> I want to hear about this. I only saw a few little bits on the, oh, uh, on the WhatsApp group, but yeah, it sounded like... I feel like, a... like this needs to be discussed. So there was uh, when, I think it was just before, the week before Rob got crowned trivia champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Infinity Saga, he we said right. If Rob wins next week, he's won it all. And he said, "Will there be a trophy?" And I thought, "What a dick!" Um, <laughs> but, and then he ended up actually winning it anyway. And you know what? Every now and then, I can be a nice guy. So I, <laughs> lovely listeners, got Rob a trophy made and <laughs> engraved. And I got it, I didn't even let him know I got it done. And I got it sent to his house. And uh, I got the notification on my phone to say it had been delivered. And Rob texts the group chat. And Rob, what does it say on the trophy? It says, Robert Trot, trivia champion, multiverse saga. I got the wrong bloody saga. Maybe it's a sign, man. Maybe yeah, it probably is. Maybe just keep that one anyway, mate. You might get. And then if I few... win, George can buy me an Infinity War. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I was uh, raging. I so angry. He was so upset. Bless him. I bet you weren't chilled, George, at that point, were you? I was not chilled, George, at that point. I can't believe. And I remember. I distinctly remember. I typed in the saga and was like oh my god what an idiot that's the wrong saga deleted it i probably wrote infinity saga and panicked and wrote multiverse or you wrote multiverse panicked to then delete it, it, it again. Again. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so um, we'll be posting that on the socials a it's a beautiful of- trophy and it sits pride of place on my work desk 
Oh, but um, yeah, <laughs> maybe it's self-fulfilling prophecy. Maybe I knew I didn't stand a chance this saga. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Sign of things <laughs> to come, man. Um, so if if I do end up winning this saga, then um, you're going to have to just chisel your name off and we'll put mine on top of it or something. <laughs> or Rob buys you an Infinity War one, uh, Infinity Saga one. Yeah. yeah, okay, make it fairly fair. Yeah, okay. So also, I am absolutely exhausted recording this as well. I've just got back from a little short break away. We got back at about midnight last night and we're recording in the night as well uh, because we all work during the day. And I went to Disneyland Paris and I took a little trip to Avengers Campus, which was very cool. I was in my element. It was very nerdy. <laughs> Um, as soon as I arrived, um, Wasp from Ant-Man and the Wasp walked past me, which was very, very cool. Um, we went to kitchen. Oh, sorry, we went for lunch in Pym's kitchen. Obviously, Hank Pym, uh, Michael Douglas's character in Ant-Man. Here are your and- eggs, George. <laughs> and Would you like it was some like a- hash browns, <laughs> George? <laughs> it was like an all-you-can-eat buffet but all usually foods that are usually very big were small. All foods that were sometimes very small were very big. The food was actually, it was the tastiest food we had there. And it was designed really good. The food was just out really, really weird. And all your drinks were given to you in like little vials from labs and stuff like that. And it was a lot of fun. My daughter absolutely loved it. Um, there was a, yeah, a drone show at night with all featuring lots of different Marvel characters and things like that. And so, um, Yes, I, I recommend it to people. We were only originally meant to stay there. I think it was Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday night, and then about two. And then we suddenly uh, got made aware. So, well, that we got an email saying our Eurostar, um, our train back from Paris to London, was cancelled because of uh, strikes in France. So we had no way of getting the hell out of that country uh, and getting back home. So we ended up staying another night in disneyland paris and i'm now uh it was it was extortionate I bet. <laughs> extortionate because everyone was in the exact same boat and the house of mouse saw an opportunity <laughs> and they took it one last thing to discuss now the last couple of episodes um when we've mentioned when we've got to the end and we say Colin, what do you think's coming next? And things like that. Um, yeah. it's, it's quite a fun part of the episode. I think the last two times you've mentioned, I wouldn't mind seeing the Guardians again. Now, I don't think this is spoilers, but I think it's just to put you out of your misery. That yes, even though Phase 4, if you put all of its running time together, it is bigger than the first three phases put together. So you put one phases one, two, and three. What what we've just finished essentially. Put that all together. <laughs> phase four is bigger. Let's not tell him that at the start. Come on, at least halfway through. <laughs> we've got through. to. We've got to. There is no guardians in phase four. So maybe I don't know if Colin has frozen. No, I haven't frozen. Oh, just sorry. Soul just left his body. Just, yeah, just sort <laughs> of like being drowned with with just sadness right now. Oh no. Oh, you're gonna have to clear something up for me here. Because phase one to three spanned yeah. over 10 years, right? Yes, From but you, we're, not, we're not talking about the total amount of projects. It's running time. Is that because of the TV shows? But Yeah. But I mean, much. even, I mean, we did three episodes. I obviously watched three episodes yesterday. I mean, that was like 
If you cut out the friggin' eight minutes of credits they put on each Ridiculous episode. Ridiculous amount of credits, What yeah. the hell? Who's watching that shit? That would be like an hour, uh, maybe like an hour and 15 minutes of real screen yeah. time, right? I don't think credits is counted. Maybe, maybe not. No, um, but then it just but, seems weird because even nine episodes, that's, oh, I don't know. It just feels like there's an awful lot they've managed to cram in a very, very small amount of actual real time to, mm-hmm. for it to have been more than what we've just watched over the span of 10 years. It just seems a bit odd to me, that's all. It's, uh, yeah, it just seems it's, like a it, bit of an overflow of shite that everyone has to be forced to watch to keep up with whatever's <laughs> going on in this um, universe that <clears throat> sounds like a lot of people are already bored of. No? There's a lot of content coming, that's for sure. Kevin Feige has the time stone. That's how he's done it. So I thought I'd also maybe explain as to why there's no Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 in Phase Four. So it is uh, coming, because, though. Well, or, let or me you explain. Say that right no, there, no, yeah. no, no. Well, let me explain. You, you're getting close to catching up, so we can be a little bit more open and honest with each other here. So there's been some controversy behind the scenes. I think we've sort of alluded to it in the past, or maybe you've read about it. But so James Gunn has been active on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I remember a, this. I remember this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. From about like 2008, he's been on Twitter for. They ages. pulled up some um, old stuff, didn't they? Some old jokes that were a bit. Maybe a little bit out there. I didn't actually. I don't know the jokes, but I did. Remember, I do remember hearing about this. Yeah, no, the the, the jokes. I won't be. I won't be um, yeah. saying on here. He'd be the first to admit they're not funny. No, yeah, um, he. You know, he was kind of dipping his toes into stand up comedy, and at the time as well, he, he's um, he's been very open and honest about it. He was um, having some um, some alcohol issues. He was like an alcoholic essentially, and things like that. And yeah, um, he would post some jokes every now and then. That yeah weren't weren't great, uh, but it's worth mentioning now that James Gunn is sober and you know he's happily married and he's an all round good dude. But one day he got into a bit of an argument over Twitter. Now this is something that obviously usually never ends very well, and the argument was about Trump, who was president at the time, and Gunn was being very uh, vocal about how Trump was running the country. So this guy that he was having these arguments with decided to go back through Gunn's Twitter account all the way back to 2008, yeah. And, you know, there was many, many jokes, you know, that weren't acceptable at at all, really. But this guy who found these tweets, like, compiled them all together and uh, essentially then tweeted Disney. Remember, this is Disney. And essentially said, is this the type of person that you want working for you? And it got... It gained a bit of traction, really. So, you know, behind the scenes as well, James Gunn was gearing up to make Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 when Disney called him in for a meeting. So shortly afterwards, Disney and therefore Marvel Studios announced that they'd severed ties with James Gunn and Guardians 3 was going to be shelved until they figured out what to do going forward. It was all done very quickly, maybe too quickly. But like I said, this had gathered a bit of steam online. I think Disney kind of needed to react quickly uh, and gunn immediately responded with like a, a, a statement saying um i've regretted those jokes for many years regardless of how much time has passed i understand and accept the business decisions that have been taken today even these many years later i take full responsibility for the way i conducted myself then all i can do now is offer my sincere and heartfelt regret to anyone or everyone inside my industry and beyond I again offer my deepest apologies. Now, everyone thought this was kind of a bit harsh. A petition immediately popped up online asking Disney to reverse their decision. 
Uh, it gained something like just under half a million signatures in just over a week. And a lot of people in the film industry as well tweeted their support for James Gunn, including the entire cast of Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Dave Bautista, who plays obviously Drax, publicly said that Disney could essentially shove it up their arse if uh, they thought that he was going to return as Drax without James Gunn at the helm. Now, at the same time, Warner Brothers Studios, who currently own DC, they sense an opportunity. And we're like, well, hey, Mr. Gunn, uh, that was very silly of Disney, wasn't it? Do you fancy coming over here? And James Gunn kind of signed a contract with DC, uh, the competition, and he pitched to them a new like Suicide Squad movie. You know, essentially like a team of DC villains who were put together together to go on like a well a suicide mission. Um, there was a Suicide Mission, sorry, a Suicide Squad movie a couple of years ago that was absolute dog shit. <laughs> I remember hearing about how bad. That yeah, it was, was bad. Uh... And James Gunn was going to treat this new film as like a sequel slash reboot now before suicide squad was released um marvel got wind that gun you know had a really good film bubbling away over at the competition and so guess what happened next they invited him in for a meeting they said they wanted him to finish what he'd started with uh, suicide squad but then once he was done with that come in and write and direct guardians 3 he would and he agreed he said once he's done he he'll come back so yes uh i guess this isn't spoilers but gun is currently back he came back to disney and guardians 3 is on its way uh it hasn't even been released yet so uh you we haven't seen it and uh, you you haven't missed it but you know just sort of at the end of every episode i wanted to put you out your misery um, yeah i've no, I've, been, so, I've been uh i've been I've been jonesing for one, especially with some of the things that happened in those Avengers films. I thought maybe it would be a good time of to go course. over those. But yeah, of I course. Guess so that, that, that explains why there was a bit of a delay. But the the news actually continues. So after Suicide Squad was released, James Gunn, he did produce a TV show uh, for DC as well, all before finally I think you might have showed me the intro song oh, so to that one. Oh, Peacemaker. Is it got John Cena in it? Yes, yeah. it has. Yeah, that looked cool, man. I mean, just yes. from that intro, it looked funny, man. That was it a funny is cool. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I can't I forgot that I'd uh, shown you that. Um, so, yeah, then he returned to Marvel Studios and then, believe it or not, DC continued to release utter dog shit. <laughs> so now, is the is the Guardians film is at least wrapped and in post-production? Yes, it's, it's, it's kind done. Of... Yeah. Oh, okay, all um, right, okay. It's done. It's, uh, it's, it's on its way. Mm. Now, James, just after James Gunn had finished shooting Guardians 3, so we're talking relatively recently now, remember these films are sometimes in post-production for like around another year or so? Yep. DC called him back. Yeah, <laughs> um, at this point, he's absolutely exhausted. He's been jumping from film to film to studio to studio and still working on Guardians 3. They invited him back and, you know, he thought maybe they would be offering him like Suicide Squad 2 or to do something else or anything like that. But DC had actually just fired their CEO, the big boss man, their, their Kevin Feige, so to speak. The one guy that gets to oversee every single project. And Warner Brothers actually offered James Gunn to be the CEO of DC Studios. He would be in charge of absolutely everything. And so, Colin, very, very, very recently, it was announced that he accepted the position and James Gunn is now the CEO of DC Studios. 
The DCO. Of, yes, there we go. Um, and he's actually <laughs> even now just announced the next like six, seven years of DC projects as well. I did see, this has come out over the last sort of, what, four or five weeks or so, yeah, or maybe a yeah, bit more. Definitely. I did see some bits come up about they've announced like this timeline of yep. the next bunch of, I didn't really see, I didn't look essentially, too into Essentially it, but... a phase. Um, okay. I think it's what's uh, Gods and Monsters they've called the phase. Yeah, They're not it's numbering the, it's them. A chapter. Chapter. Not phase, yes. So he's taking a lot of lessons. Yeah, lessons learned from Marvel there, which is uh and you How know, but, mad but, would it be? How mad would it be now though if like if the tables turn? The, if the decline of Marvel is happening because people are just getting bored of the same old shit hey. or whatever it is going on now, because I don't I'm still far behind. Yeah. But now James Gunn takes the helm at DC, which has always been regarded as being the lesser of the two, at least from the very little I've ever heard of it. Yeah. And then he comes in and just switches shit up and DC takes over and just knocks Disney off the top spot. That would be amazing. Enti- it's entirely possible. But I'm still not going to watch any of them. It'll just be amazing to watch from afar. <laughs> we'll see about that. Um, and you know what? I, I I don't like I don't like to pick sides. I don't I don't I don't see the point in picking sides. It's just that DC have not been really putting out great material. But all of a sudden, it is exciting to be a DC fan again. So as we speak, and as of recording, James Gunn he's pretty much picture locked Guardians free, but he's currently writing. And now possibly directing a new Superman film over uh he will not only is he taking charge, he's also going to be actually directing some projects. He's still erect from that news. Well. <laughs> yeah. Been walking yeah. funny for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last uh, appearance of Superman in that DC world then? Um, he was I know that there was a Batman versus Superman, wasn't there? Or was that ages yeah, ago now? He, no, that was he ages was ago. In a post-credit sequence for a film starring The Rock called Black Adam. Oh, I heard that one was a bit of a flop as well, and it black. Yeah. Yeah. Never yeah. saw it. So there you go. I think that is all housekeeping, admin, and updates done. I would I think, say. You going back to, quickly. You going back to what you said about DC, though. Yeah. I think competition and good creative competition is brilliant. Yeah, it's I think the if best one thing person Marvel, owns right? the market, it can't. But it, yeah. If if you got people both trying their to bring their A game, you end up sort of improving each other by yep. by trying to outdo each other. I mean, just look at the trivia from last the last saga. We started, George wasn't very good, but me consistently being good meant that he had to try it up his game. And by the end, we were both knocking out corkers. He still lost, so maybe DC aren't going to win. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I, that was a very backhanded compliment there. But I know what um, you mean, though. No, I, I agree. I think, I think competition is definitely healthy. And I'm excited. I want, I always want DC to win because at the end of the day, if they produce great material as, as well as Marvel, who wins? Us, the fans. So, no. well. Yeah, not, maybe not us. Not us, not us, not as a collective, not as a collective trio here. No, definitely not us. But maybe you George. guys. Yeah, you and George. Just win. me. I'll be happy. I like DC. <sighs> Fantastic. But there you go. Oh, Just to keep you up to speed with what's going Thank you, on. Mate. Yeah, I appreciate that. Should we quickly plug the fact that we were on a podcast fan casting? Oh yeah, yeah. So we were invited um, by uh, to join another podcast for a night. Uh, they're called Road to Nowhere. We'll actually put the episode in our um, episode description as well. And they invited us on to discuss potential fan castings uh, for all these new we um, DC projects. And we, you know, are from massive people um, characters such as you know your, your Supermans, your Batmans, and your robins and your jokers and things like that all to much minor characters as well we went through all the rogues gallery as well there was four of us on there we all gave 
our own answer as to who we thought should maybe play them. And we all had to vote as to who maybe picked the best one. And we had a, like an overall winner. Spoilers. Me. Nah. Um, <laughs> Was it? And, well, I think so. Have to listen to find I, out. I, that's not people. me being arsey. I genuinely can't remember. I think it was me. I can remember smashing it. But listeners at home, maybe go give it a listen as well. Um, George has ordered himself a trophy for that one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> winner, winner of Marvel fan cast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nowhere spelt wrong. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, go check it out. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, and um, yeah, some really interesting answers in there as well. It'd be interesting to see whether we get any right. Okay, I think it's WandaVision time. Now, uh, for the listeners at home, we're going to have to change things up a little bit, aren't we? Uh, because, you know, the background section of the pod, you know, when we watch TV shows is going to have to be a little bit different, I think. I think if I went into maybe too much detail regarding a lot of these projects, it might give away a bit too much to Colin. Also, we're not going to be doing ratings or trivia at the end of every episode as well. We'll be doing them once we finish a TV show. Uh, For the most part, these episodes, I say, might be uh, slightly shorter than our usual episodes. We've been banging on for a bit already. Um, (laughs) But mostly, we will be watching three episodes at a time. Mostly. So now this is going to be very difficult. And trust me, I've had to choose my words very carefully in this section of today's episode. I can sense the fear in Rob. But Colin, do you want a brief introduction as to how One Division came about? Let's go. Let's go. So far, so good. Skip the compliments. Let's get on with it. So in oh, September. Can you hear that? Oh. His name is Colin. He loves a good movie. Buffets for us started. So here comes the TV. It's Colin Brain and the MCU. I get what you've done there. I like it. I like it. Thank you. You're welcome. Someone put in a laughter track (laughs) after that. That would be very cool. Well, no, that was like an audience clapping and hollering. That'd be cool. Colin, you put in the laughter at that. Yes, someone someone being me, and I will do that. Okay, sorry. (laughs) That's all right. What, you expect some listener to, like, rip it off and cut it up and add stuff? (laughs) Okay, so in September 2018, uh, Disney announced that they would be joining the streaming wars and would be developing their own sort of Netflix-style streaming service full of, you know, all of their older content, Uh, Marvel content, Pixar, Star Wars, uh, and they would be creating films and TV shows that would be exclusive to the service too. And of course, they told slash asked Marvel to develop some content. So Marvel Studios decided that they would actually develop some TV shows uh, for some supporting characters who have maybe not yet starred in their own films yet. The aim was to have these shows be around six to eight episodes. Mainly they've stuck to that. And each show would have a budget of around $25 million an episode, making these productions just as expensive as the movies too. Now, our Lord and Saviour, Kevin Feige, said he would be taking, uh, you know, a hand-on role um, in each of these series developments as well. Now, soon after they came, they they wanted to... um, obviously jump into making their first show. Elizabeth Olsen, who plays Wanda Maximoff in the MCU, was asked to come in to discuss a project. Uh, She initially didn't love the idea, as she saw it as a, in her words, a demotion from being in the films 
to a TV show on Disney+. Plus. But once the idea of what this show was going to be was pitched to her by Mr. Feige himself, she accepted. Now, Paul Bettany, who plays Vision who was very happy to just now take that ma- take that Marvel money now he'd been killed off, um, was soon called in for a meeting too and was obviously very confused, seeing as obviously um, Vision had his head caved in by Thanos. Um, but once again, once the pitch was completed, he accepted. And then shortly after, the TV show Vision and the Scarlet Witch was announced, much to the confusion and excitement of MCU fans now it was actually um kevin feige himself who came up with the idea for what would eventually become wandavision and he pitched the show to a room full of writers and to be honest a lot passed on the project saying they weren't sure if the show was going to be able to work however one of the people in that room uh, a writer by the name of jack schaefer now she was originally working on a script for a future MCU project that we're coming to soon. But she loved the idea. So she took a couple of weeks to put some pen to paper and she came back to Kevin Feige and kind of re-pitched his own idea back to him. But this time with a lot more structure behind it and a clearer, sorry, vision. She was immediately hired as head writer for the show. And then soonly after, soonly after, shortly after, they eventually hired Matt Shackman to direct every single episode of the show. He'd previously worked on things like Game of Thrones and Mad Men, so some really big like pedigree shows. But he was mainly known for his work on the stupidly good sitcom It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So this Which, one, George, of, yes, I started watching it this week. No, you haven't. I, every, I, have. I, I think about this far too much as to whether what Rob has started this show or not. Yeah, huh? I've watched two episodes. Oh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, yes. trust me, mate. It gets really, oh, it gets ridiculously good. I'll keep you. I'll keep you posted. Mm. Name, mostly just when you're trying to talk on this. Yeah, no, that's yeah. fine, yeah. Bump no, in every in... now and again to let him know how you're getting on. I've watched 10 <laughs> episodes. <laughs> Interrupt away, I don't mind. So, where was I? Yes, so this Division team went up to the heads of Disney with their plans for their first MCU TV show, which they themselves described as part sitcom, part Marvel epic, small town sitcom silliness that is also at the same time super avant-garde and weird. It's safe to say Disney was slightly terrified by this prospect, but they soon greenlit the project. Now, Matt Shackman and Jack Schaefer, they wanted the show to be like a love letter to the golden age of television. And they wanted to pay tribute to sitcoms from many eras of American television. And then so came the studying. So as we hope you would have noticed by now, Colin, every episode sort of pays homage to a different decade of um, of the sitcom with obviously episode one being set like um, almost like the 50s episode Mm -hmm. two the 60s and episode three of the 70s i think if i say any more we'll get into spoiler territory so we'll save that for another time and so i think that's all i kind of want to say for now we'll get more into it oh he's put away the trumpet because truth be told it's time for marvel assembled Max Shackman and Kevin Feige. Do you not even want to let him know what Marvel Assembled means? Oh, yeah, maybe I will. Yeah. <laughs> so Marvel Assembled is in place of the uh, audio commentaries on these uh, sort of Marvel Disney oh, really? Plus stuff. So they do still have them on the streaming on the site or on, the, on Disney Plus? 
phase four onwards, they do an hour-long special that comes out around about the same time that the film or TV show is put onto... Oh, shit. ...onto Disney+, Plus, and it's called Marvel Assembled. Nice. So they're you really, really planned, interesting. They're really in-depth mm. as well. They're good. They are good, yeah. But um, Matt Shackman and Kevin Feige said that they met with the lovable icon and awful cockney Dick Van Dyke to pick his brains about how the live shows were done back in the day because obviously the Dick Van Dyke show being a massive inspiration for the first episode so they they asked him how the audience was seated back then the railings that down to like the railings and fixtures that were used on those kind of stages how they went about the blocking and stuff like that Mm -hmm. the way that show was done was like all in one sort of live performance sort of almost like a stage play and that's how they really wanted to do that first episode so they they were really serious like George said about getting it Mm. authentic um, so um we literally just about jump jump into episode one but and i'm sure rob will mention it but it, i think the episode one is titled filmed in front of a live audience mm-hmm. yeah and, live studio audience yeah a live studio audience and colin it was and mm. um, that laughter track is not a laughter track they actually built the set and filmed it live as you would a sitcom um oh nice. he's put away the trumpet because truth be told it's time for a marvel assembled <laughs> Matt shackman addressed the live studio audience before the filming and said welcome to what is a strange event the first live sitcom taping in marvel studios history so cool I love that. But how pumped would you guys have been to have been in that crowd, man? Oh, oh my god, mate. I wouldn't have had a clue what was going on, but I would have still enjoyed it. I'd have been as pumped as I was about the Superman. Uh, I was gonna say Chip <laughs> Rob would still be hard now, even after it. <laughs> okay, but all these assembled facts and all everything means nothing as per usual. Beg your pudding. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, so because much pressure at, the, at this part. I know. Because for the first time ever. Colin Brain has seen what the MCU looks like when designed for the small screen. So, their first foray into television, Colin, mm. episodes one to three of WandaVision, what did you think? Mm. I, re- I really enjoyed these three episodes. I fucking oh, knew you would. I I've been waiting. Yeah. I've been texting George almost every day going... I don't think I've ever been more interested to know what Colin <laughs> thinks of a thing. I'm so, like, I've been buzzing. This is definitely more, this is more my kind of lane. Mm. It's so much more creative. Like, the creativity that's gone into this is, yep. to me, the best the, the best example of creativity I think I've seen in anything from Marvel yet. Wow. Which is quite a bold thing to say, but mm. it's just, I don't know if it's also the TV format. I don't know if I'm just slowly, over time, I've been conditioned to just enjoying TV shows over feature yeah. film now. That yeah. could also be, that could also play a part into it, but... Mm-hmm. There wasn't a fucking explosion in sight, man. There wasn't nope. a, a there wasn't a fucking horde of enemies. There was none of it. Just it didn't feel like an MCU project, and I think that's why I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you know, you say what you just said was a bold thing, but I, I keep I in my notes, I just came in back, kept coming back to that word as well, bold. Like, mm. just like it's just so unlike Marvel. This thing. I mean. It's, mm. Yeah, what, it, what it, weird it, little beast this thing is. Exactly, exactly. It's everything like and even vision, man. Like it's a different vision to what we've seen at, at all. Like mm-hmm. I don't even treat it as the same thing. Like I had yeah. no problems with with vision in this at all. I found him funny and a lot like the humor was different. Yep. Mm. I loved the 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 element of it every, every episode changes a decade was just like it's yeah. original shit and mm-hmm. we I don't really feel like we've seen a lot of that. 
um, ah. up until this point. So no, I was I was really enjoying it actually. I mean, Good. yeah, let's get into it. I guess let's get into it. Um, oh, I'm pumped. I've got goosebumps. Yeah, I had goosebumps then as well. Yeah. We keep saying, oh, we're not that invested. We're not that invested. <laughs> we're sitting here covered in goosebumps. As soon as Colin said, I really enjoyed this one. This is the kind of shit I like. I'm like, it's a five. It's gonna be a five. <laughs> There's still time, though. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. We've got a few more episodes. Yeah, exactly. 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 There's still time for this to crash and burn. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Rob, how was the rewatch for um, these first three episodes for you? I mean, this is very interesting in that with a lot of the stuff that we've watched up to this point, I've rewatched it multiple times. This is the second time I've watched this. Yeah. Like, I watched it it when it came out, and I haven't watched it since because I'm pretty sure we started talking about the podcast... As an idea, around yeah. about this time anyway. Yep. So I what purposely year did this in my head. This was 2020, wasn't it? Was yeah. it 2020? Yeah, that would make sense actually. I yeah, think so I do I, remember seeing it in, on some buses. I started thinking to myself, I'm not going to watch the other stuff multiple times mm. really as yeah. much, mm-hmm. with a few exceptions, because I just wanted to sort of do my rewatch for this. Um, I I love it still. Yeah. I forgot how much I loved it, so these, mm-hmm. especially these first for, like three. Yeah, there's just so many nice bits of uh, attention to detail, and so many like sort of like Colin said, the jokes are different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it like, just feels different. It feels like it's come from a different company altogether. Yeah. Yep. Well, can I just ask you a quick question about how these are released? Definitely. Is this the whole? Is this the binge drop? Do they drop all of them right. at once, or are they weekly dropping? Or how so, is this done? The um, they do weekly. Okay. Thank God, because I think that is now the model that needs to be done. It keeps things in the zeitgeist more, keeps definitely it more in conversation. Agree with that, man. Especially when you get to that. sort of mystery television, you don't yeah. you have to do it weekly. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, for these first three episodes, Marvel released episodes one and two together, and then they decided to go weekly. I know. To be I, fair, doing what <clears throat> doing one and two together is kind of smart because I can imagine after watching that first one, a lot of people might have been like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. Yeah. So I actually. <laughs> Let me explain. I adore these first three episodes as well. I, I mm. do think it's a really, really brave step for Marvel and Kevin Feige. Um, you know, just two projects ago was Endgame. You know, you've got that, the portal scene, you know, every character imaginable on screen. Yeah. The death of Tony Stark. It's just this massive, massive film. And then suddenly we've got this sitcom from the 50s, complete with a laughter track. Uh, <laughs> our two leads is this Sokovian mutant i think she's a mutant um and a robot essentially and but the a robot who the last time we saw him was very much dead it's crazy this exists um but you know what's really infuriating because you've just reminded me colin um it's like i said episodes one and two were released at the same time and then everyone had to then wait uh, a week after every single episode i even i i know i've read it on twitter many times but i even personally know people that maybe gave the episode episode one 10 minutes and was like it's not for me oh. and, and and turned it off and mm. still never went back because they were like oh no that's that's not me wow. like how can you be so stupid just something's clearly going on here yeah and you know i can even remember some critics saying they should have done all three together at the same time but i, I think i disagree i think one and two Mate, works after as the a- first one after yeah. the first one i was loving it yeah, I I, wa- I watched them with Stace last night. That's that was my next question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and after episode one, I felt like I was in a fucking twi- episode of Twilight Zone or something because yeah. I turned around to Stace and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And Stace was like, "I don't really, I'm not feeling this at all." 
Oh. And it was like a flip, man. It was like, Jesus Christ, what's happened? Interesting. Uh, she got, after episode two and three, she was then definitely on board. With oh, it. That's cool. why I asked about the, how did they drop the episodes? Because yeah. I honestly think that if that was just the pilot of this, straight up, I reckon a lot of people would it's, have been it's like, It's asking nope. a lot of people. <laughs> I, I get it. I, I get that it's asking a lot of people. I only get it sure. because it's, I only get it because of what you, what up until this point, if you're a huge fan of something, yeah. you know, and uh, let's be real, like they haven't, they haven't, taken a swing quite this mm-hmm. large before if we can put it that way maybe um so i could see why some people that are just like i just want more of what i love consuming yeah. from disney so yeah. I, I can see the jarring nature of it and even in, with it being in black and white i reckon would throw some people off oh yeah i love it in black and white man mm-hmm. yeah in fact they they change the aspect ratio when the the marvel logo comes up and it shrinks yeah. into four by six or whatever it's and I just loved all those little moments of weirdness that just reminded you as like, what the fucking hell is going on yeah. in this place? Right. Like, I lo- it, it just the intrigue that, that builds over that yeah. kind of, I mean, it's not filmmaking, is it TV show making? How do you fuck do you I even call talk it about? filmmaking for sure. Yeah, okay. Like those little levels of, of like Easter egg weirdness that just yeah. makes you, reminds you that everything is not quite what it seems. It's, yeah. it's just, that's my type of stuff, man. I love that the first lines we get are uh, my wife and her flying saucers and she says my husband and his indestructible head which because his head it's it's very much destructible oh we it's know very it's destructible, destructible isn't it yeah. you uh, get yeah. it colin great i get it i love it i love okay, it thank you for watching with me i'd have been like tapping you colin she said it was indestructible uh, but it's not, is it? It's very no. much destructible. <laughs> Crushed it. Like a right, melon. So let's get into all those lots of little weird moments and stuff like that. So we're going to do, I wouldn't call it a deep dive. We'll do a, a, mm. a dive. We'll go in at the shallow end. Um, yeah. We're not going to go through That's not every, safe. <laughs> we're not going to go through every episode in like minute detail, but um, we'll go through certain uh, events here that take place in the episodes and the performances, etc. And then we'll get to hear if Colin has any fucking clue what's going on. Mm. So episode one, um, we've just mentioned it is obviously called um, filmed before a live studio audience and newlywed couple, uh, Wanda Maximoff and Vision move into the town of Westview in a black and white 1950s setting. They attempt to blend in despite Vision being an android and Maximoff having telekinesis and reality warping abilities. Colin, we've mentioned the name of the show WandaVision many mm. times to you now. Now, even after Vision died, we mentioned WandaVision a couple of times. Yeah, and there's one question that's always been plaguing me, but I've never, I could never ask you. Did it ever occur to you that Vision was actually in Wonder Vision? Because never, never, <laughs> no. It was. Uh, I I thought when you when you were saying Wonder, I thought you were meaning like Wonder, spelt as in Wonder Woman, not, right. not Wonder. So okay. I was, I wasn't even. My head wasn't even thinking that that was relating to the show at all. Oh, so you didn't even know Wonder Maximoff was going to nah, be in nah, it? Nah. Dude, I knew nothing about it. Wow, I just, wow. I, I heard Wonder Vision, and I thought that was a play on. Like television, but I didn't yeah. think of I didn't d- dissect Wonder, the words in half Wonder and think, Vision, oh, Wonder's right. a character, Vinda's a wow. uh, uh, Vision's a character. It just didn't even it didn't even cross my mind. I've got I, goosebumps I again, man! You went into this <laughs> clean, dude. I went into it knowing zero. <laughs> like I knew zero. All I knew was the title, and then it was a TV show on Disney. That, so and, how- and I remember. Okay, I remember so, vaguely hearing a few people go, "Ah, oh, this is actually pretty cool." I, yeah. That's the only thing I remember hearing about when it was on. So. Picture like give us the scene ten seconds in. Yeah. Well, firstly, it clicks, and I went, "Oh fuck!" It's one, you know, right. one division. 
because Stace loaded it up as well, so yeah. I didn't even see anything on the load up. Yeah. She hit play, and then so it's <laughs> like I went in literally like, yeah, you couldn't go in any more blind to something. So yeah, it was just like, oh shit, okay, we're getting wonder, and I was like, fuck, vision, and then. <laughs> But then it was like, but it's black and white and it feels like a sitcom. What the fuck's going on here? And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> and I was feeling pretty in at that point. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, I've got to be honest, I did think it was a laugh track. I, I wasn't sure that it was done in a lot, but I loved it. Like, I loved the fact that it was a yep. laugh track and I loved that it was paying homage to this old school, like, black and white sit- sitcom stuff. And yep. yeah, it was just like, it feels like you're not on this planet anymore. If it's such, you know what I mean? It's such a shift. Mm-hmm. You're just like, is this really a Disney project? Like, yeah, is, yeah it, and and I like that man. I, I really respect them for for having a swing on this. Yeah, I really do because I was I was like, by the end of the Infinity Saga, I was like, oh, if it's this again, this is going to start getting tougher and tougher. <laughs> I sit for all the time because it's clearly not my kind of vibe. Let's just be real. We've done however many episodes of this now, uh, and I mean, there's been there's been some hits. Don't get me wrong. There's been a few fours, a couple of uh, maybe one four and a half mm-hmm. or whatever, but. You know, it's just overall it hasn't really been my bag. I think we can all admit that now. Yeah. <clears throat> but then this starting, uh, this next saga really opens up the, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it really gets Told you gets why it's been controversial as well, because you do have your Marvel fanboys that just want to see Iron Man flying about, who are, you know, still very angry that Iron Man is dead. And then they, they say, no, fuck it. We're going to make, we're going to take some chances with this phase. And we open with this. Like, yeah, like, no, that's a, it's, yeah, it's a big opener. It's a big yeah. opener, isn't it? And this is the very first show on Disney as well. Disney it was, Plus, yeah, so it's like, it was their first, it was their first thing man. they did. Yeah. Um, so Rob, WandaVision actually isn't, technically based on any previous comics or graphic novel there's some elements in there that we've seen for mm, sure definitely. but yeah very much an, an original idea so were you apprehensive going into one division did you have like any idea what this was going to be going into it yeah i had seen some concept art that had uh wonder and a human looking vision on the sofa in mm. sort of 1950s gear they released i think at comic-con yeah and their shadows that were being sort of caused by the TV in front of them had their, like, Marvel counterpart sort mm-hmm. of silhouette. And from that, I was like, yep. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> As a concept, I'm in. That's, yeah, I'm, I'm up So did they, did they not reveal much then? I guess they wouldn't have revealed. Like, was it, were there trailers for there this was one. Beforehand? I'd like to think there was one trailer. Yeah. I think there might have been two. I don't think really? it ever really gave away anything, though, just the fact no. that it was like a sitcom. It was coming, yeah. 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 Okay, so one day, uh, Wanda and Vision notice a heart drawn on their calendar, but they cannot remember what the occasion is. While Vision goes to his job at (coughs) Computational Services Incorporated, Maximoff decides that the heart represents their anniversary. So, like I said, we're going for the big questions here. So, Colin, um, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff in WandaVision, like, how is she for you in this? fantastic man yeah i feel like i don't know if it's maybe these big ensemble pieces we've seen with these all these actors together i think sometimes some shine some don't quite shine and Mm -hmm. i think this is probably one of the first times where i've really been you know like given a proper thought and look at the character of wonder and even the acting and stuff behind it because sometimes you know let's be real she's not really one of the top hitters in like when you're in those bigger films um so that's another reason why i appreciate it all being sort of 
uh, like you said, it, two films ago, we had them all coming out of a giant portal and it was this mm. big sort of yeah. orgy of action. And now we go into like this more minute, microscopic version of a couple that we really haven't seen that much of. I enjoyed what we saw of them in the Avengers one, before, you know, when they were in Scotland, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah. Infinity War. Infinity War. Inf- Infinity War, sorry, yeah. Um, so that was like, that was the first time where even Vision, I, I think you see Vision with the human yep. version of yep. him. And I remember saying to you guys then, like, oh man, just giving him a human face makes yep. it so much more, yeah. like, uh, you know, interesting to watch. So yeah, I think seeing them in this was just like, it, it just, it, you saw the characters in a completely different light. Yep. And and I appreciate that. I think I think having those more condensed versions of just letting things breathe a little bit and getting to know these characters more is really what I prefer rather than just throw them all in and there's a story there somewhere but there's also 10 other stories going on behind them it was I just prefer this more microscopic look I guess yeah I get it yeah it makes sense um so the same to you Rob how's how is Elizabeth Olsen in these first three episodes she's having the well I think her and well I'm sure we're gonna get to vision they're having so yeah, much fun really with it. they really do look like they're having fun. Um, and I think, like you said, Colin, like to this point, she'd only been in ensemble things, and it's like mm. she gets a chance to shine. Every now and then, there's a little moment that she gets to do something. But I don't think she's been best served by the um, by the sort of male-centric creatives, I think, especially like some of the costume choices previously and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and now this has got, a, a, you know, Jack Schaefer and... Obviously, there are male creators involved in in this as well, but having a sort of they, a female they showrunner, um, they decided that inter- uh, writing and crew was going to be a fifty fifty split on men and women. Um, yeah, and, I, um, and it definitely shows in how she's being portrayed as a character in this. Yeah, there's more nuance, even when it is being big and broad. And but she said. Um, Actually, with the uh, he's put away the trumpet because truth be told, it's time for Marvela Sembold. It's quite good, it's catchy, and I hate you for it. Thank you. Rhyming, um, truth be told with <laughs> Assembold should have worked, but I'm cockney enough to let it, <laughs> it work into place. <laughs> yeah, Elizabeth Olsen said that she never thought she would have a use for the sort of sort of noir and 1950s style big acting that she did at theatre school. She was always sort of mm. frustrated in theatre school, saying, oh, this is, I'm never, when am I ever going to use, be this big or this ridiculous or mm. get to use these skills? So she got to really play with them in this. And she's yeah, so good. Like, when she's over the top, like, she she's spot on. Like, yeah. if you ever watch the Dick Van Dyke show, it is, like, pitch perfect they've how they've done it. it. Yeah, nice. Yeah, she's she's incredible. She really gets to show off. So their neighbour, Agnes, uh, introduces herself to Maximoff and helps her prepare to celebrate that night. Vision amazes his co-workers with his speed, but is unsure what his company actually does. He is reminded that the heart represents plans for him and Maximoff to host his boss, Mr. Hart, and his wife for dinner. So the man himself, uh, Vision, played by Paul Bettany. Colin, this is his fifth appearance as Vision now. So you kind of already mentioned that you look like, you look like he's yeah. having a lot of fun. So um, how was Paul Bettany in this for you? And I guess you've all kind of already alluded to that maybe Vision this time isn't making you grind your teeth as 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 much as usual. Um, is it is that because what they've done with the character, or does the mystery surrounding his appearance overshadow any gripes he might have or anything like that? Yeah, I I think it's it's more. 
I think it's more a com- a, com- um, a combination of the setting, the aesthetic, the actual storyline that you're following these people on is just something that haven't really seen Vision in this role before. And beforehand, he just used to turn up and just be this sort of, well, at least to me, he just sort of come across as this sort of, yeah, just like wet farty guy who yep. just hasn't really got that much to add. And that was Stan Lee's original name for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wet fart man. Yeah, wet um, farty guy. <laughs> wet farty guy. I just, I mean, I don't know what to put it down to. Is it the writing? Is it the the direction? Is it is it maybe he's read the script and been like, this is something mm-hmm. I could get up for? Because yeah. going back to what Rob said, like you can see genuine smiles on their faces throughout some of the scenes in this. Like, yeah. and, and that really translates, I think. So yeah, just a, it was night and day, I would say. Like, uh, it's, I, there was no gripes. Yeah. No gripes. Amazing. That's cool. Yeah, interesting, right? Interesting how the project really does make a huge difference. It might sound yeah. obvious, nah. but like, you know, it, it, the, the fact that we've seen that throughout this thing is, is quite interesting mm-hmm. to me. That like, I've gone from he's being my least favorite character to now being like... Yeah. I'm uh, like, let's get episode four on, you know? yeah. like, um, but that, but it's just crazy. Like yeah. that, I, mm. I find that very interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. It's, 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 the, it's the wonder <laughs> of, it's the wonder of film TV and, and the MCU. Uh, like you said, they, they constantly flip flop everyone. You go from one project to the next project, not you know, liking one character, disliking it the next that they, they take these swings and sometimes they, they hit it and sometimes they don't, but I guess this time yeah. it's a, it's a home run. And I'm, I'm just really going to enjoy this because I, <laughs> you know, it's not going to last. I, I, yeah. I don't even know if this is going to last this show. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not delusional here. Mm-hmm. I'm expect, I know what's happened. I know we're going further and further to like, you know, unlocking what all of this mystery is. And, you know, so I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, like riding to a five star, the but I'm going to enjoy coming. the fact. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I'm going to enjoy the fact that I'm in a moment of like, I'm in a present moment of happiness while we're talking about one of these shows because this is a very rare thing for me. I'll so take, I'm just going to, I'm going to enjoy the moment. I'll take this moment of happiness. Yeah, your um, happiness is all we want. <laughs> yeah, Rob, Paul Bettany, he's given a hell of a lot to do in these first three episodes, but does he pull it off? He does. He does. I really love all the stuff in the office as well because that's when he gets to start doing some of his sort of vision versions of these kind of jokes, like when he's like, oh, no skeletons in your closet, I hope, vision. And he's like, I don't have a skeleton, sir. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah. I love the use of yakety yak as mm-hmm. well because I remember fondly, I mean, our little ones must have been like a couple of months old when this came out. Max in particular, when yakety yak was played, he mm-hmm. would wiggle and dance like a madman. <laughs> he loved that song so much. <laughs> nice. And we, I used to sing it to when try to sort of like get him to stop crying and sort of you know settle him and things like that. Yeah. So hearing that again when we rewatched it brought back lots of good memories. But he's put away the trumpet because truth be told, it's time for Marvel Assembled. Assembled. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Bettany wore a fake bum in this episode. That was on the. Uh, oh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure why they didn't go into it on uh, Marvel Assembled. Yeah, maybe. He's less uh, needs less of a better knee and more of a better bum. Oh, right? hey! And you learned that on the show Ass Embled. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> oh, the moment of happiness is just oh, it's faded away. We faded away with the dad yeah. jokes. <laughs> the, the, the hoarder here. <laughs> the, the, 
<laughs> me and Rob are the horde in this episode. <laughs> the horde has arrived <laughs> to squash your happiness, Colin. You're not allowed to feel like this ever. We're the big ominous beam shooting <laughs> exactly. into the sky in the third act. <sighs> Find out George is just a series of drones projecting on the Zoom call at the moment. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, um, so Maximoff and Vision struggle to hide their abilities whilst making a last-minute dinner. Now, whilst interrogating Maximoff and Vision, Mr. Hart chokes on his food and Vision uses his abilities to save him. I mean, I already know that Colin was on yeah. in, in heaven at this point because we now have a sequence that, dare I say it, is almost Lynchian. Oh, in... don't say it, dude. I've been holding back saying that the Sorry. whole time. I don't think we can say it. Yep. We can't, we can't say it. I'm not saying it. You said it. Why can't we say it? I don't know. Because it's sacrilege. It feels like... I think so. Putting Lynch <laughs> examples into the MCU. Yeah, I'm not happy with that. I'm, I'm happy with it. I, think okay, I want to know you are. I think it's Lynchian. Yeah, I'm three, five stars. Yeah. How about we do this? How about we, we compromise? We meet in the middle. We say it goes from the Dick Van Dyke show to the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good, like a good compromise. Good yeah. Yeah, yeah, Directed yeah, yeah. by David we... Lynch. So, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, but it is, though, in the way the whole scene plays out from the performances, from, mm. you know, um, mm. I can't remember the actress's name, I'm so sorry, who plays Mrs. Hart. She's terrifying in that, yeah. in that sequence. Stop the, it. Stop it. Yeah, Stop it. <laughs> to the way it's framed, and then suddenly it's filmed using different cameras as well. And that's all. That yeah, it's automa- no longer in front of the audience. It's not. Yeah. It, suddenly mm. we're a bit closer in and they, 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 everything's a little clearer. Um, and it's, you know, it's one of our first indicators that something is not quite right here in Westview. So I'm assuming you, you really enjoyed this sequence, Colin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, I think from the get go, even the fact that they weren't sure what the heart meant on the calendar. And there was a lot of little things that were like, you know, showing you this, that, and, and there seemed to be a lot of maybe throwaway lines that they were putting out there where they, they were almost felt very confused as well, yeah. Vision and Wonder, as to almost what the hell was going on, but then just sort of snapping back into this weird thing that they're in. Yeah. But yeah, this was one of like the bigger ones where you're like, what the, what, what is going on? And, <laughs> yeah. and, and she's just repeating that line over and over yeah, again. And then it, she's it. got this weird, f- yeah. weird like look on her face where you can't tell, is she happy that her husband's choking to she's, death? Or is she's smiling, she actually scared? Saying yeah. stop it, but her eyes are Full of fear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And 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 then once it's been done, it's just like we're back. Oh, we're off now. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I hell? love what um Elizabeth Olsen does that in that moment, the whole episode she's been putting on this nineteen fifties sort of like, oh my husband, or this sort mm. of thing. And then suddenly she's like vision. Yeah. 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 It just it drops. Yeah. It's like help him. Mm. It's just so good. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't know what it is about those sort of jarring moments and and it's sort of taking you out of your comfort zone while you're watching something that just it it, it gets a reaction out of me yeah. i don't know what the hell that says about me but that that is what gets gets me sort of yeah ready to go you know yeah for sure anything else anything else you want to mention about this sequence rob like was it just as chilling this time around as the first time we saw it yeah i love it i mean there's you know something's not quite right with that with the boss anyway like just how He's getting more and more angry at the oh, fact yeah. that they can't answer the questions. When you, as well. when you elevate something that in a scene, oh, you yeah, know because they start yeah. the cap past it. What's going to happen once we reach the, that boiling mm. point? Yeah, yeah, and even like, the second he comes into the house, he's saying, "Yeah, you know, there's chaos in this house," and he's freaking out, and he's but he's still sort of playing his role. Yeah, it's really really good. I lo- I love the fact that they just, I mean, they add the fourth wall back in, like you from the angle that you see the wife. Um, yeah, Mrs. Hart. Mm-hmm. You can see the full four. You can't see the studio audience. You should be able to yes. see the studio audience. Mm. But there's a wall there. Yep. 
but for the rest of the show, you don't show anything from that angle. And it's little things like that are really, really fucking clever. Yeah. Yeah. From a technical standpoint, it's it's mm-hmm. brilliant. I think even like the effects on Vision, like when he puts his hand through yeah. Mr. Hart, aren't the sort of like sort of earlier dated effects that they've been doing earlier in the episode. And it somehow yeah. works with the black and white and knowing that it's sort of in this different world. Like, you, I think there's a little bit more give with things maybe looking a little off and somewhat ropey mm-hmm. in ways because yeah. it just adds to it a little bit, you know? It's, they're not trying to make this totally 100% realistic because we're now aware that we're in this environment that is just odd and we're now just tr- trying to figure out... Yep. You know, what, what? what is the mystery here? Like, what are the answers to this crazy mm-hmm. fucking house that we're getting to sit in <laughs> with them for a bit? I love it. Are we going to talk about the ad break? That is what I was just about to I say. I like those as well. So yeah. uh, episode one contains a commercial that advertises a Stark Industries Toastmate toaster, right? 2000 yeah. toaster. What's mm. that about? <laughs> I didn't really pick up much from this one, but I did, I, I got the Stark thing, which I gathered was going. But this, the next one with the was there a watch or something in the next yeah. episode? We'll and I saw, get to okay. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, shall yeah, we shall yeah. we do all three adverts now? I mean, yeah, it, maybe we'll, yeah. We'll, yeah. I don't know. If this is new ground for us. We're making okay, yeah, I mean, so we may as well. I mean, episode yeah. yeah so on. the the toaster. There's a couple of things to take note from that, which which definitely I noticed the first time I watched it. Was it, yes, mm. it references Stark, but obviously we don't quite know maybe Howard Stark was still around in the 50s and stuff like that and mm-hmm. inventing certain things. There is a button on the toaster that flashes red in a black and yeah. white episode. And oh, yeah, the, good point. the beeping of the toaster, I know this sounds weird, is very ominous. <laughs> it gets faster. It gets faster and faster and faster before the toast pops. Also... Fun fact, I didn't learn this from the thing, so you won't get the jingle. But the sound that the toaster makes when it's actually doing it, it's been popped down, it's the same as Tony's uh, repulsor. Yes, yeah. I thought I heard that. I thought I heard yeah. that when they put the toast down. It just in the mix, I thought I could hear, mm. yeah. I love the, the actors in doing the ad breaks as well. Just mm. so, so good. Is your husband tired of you burning his toast? <laughs> <laughs> Such a brilliant but Even part. just adding in that as a thing, like, yeah. have, like cutting away to little ads for it, is again just a level of creativity that I don't think we've seen yet. Like, mm. Putting ad breaks in and fake ads yeah. is great. And with Easter eggs to what is actually happening or, or at least little, you know, I don't know if it's Who knows? Happening. So episode two is um, a watch, isn't it? And yeah, it is has a the, um, it, the Hydra. There is a Hydra logo on the watch. Good spot. Yeah. And um, the brand of the watch is Strucker. Yeah. Which is a name that I guess we we wouldn't expect you to know, Colin. Please don't expect me to know. No. Uh, but Rob, <laughs> do you maybe uh, would you care to explain how we've seen Strucker before in the MCU? Yes. So he originally first appeared at the end of the Winter Soldier in the post-credit sequence when we first saw Wanda and Pietro, our brother. Okay. He was the one who was doing experiments on them, and he's at the beginning of Age of Ultron. He That's Strucker. Yeah, he is a, a Hydra agent. And then <laughs> I yep. just I love the the voiceovers on these adverts because like hearing people parody things that are dated. It's different from offensive writing, but just the idea of sort of looking back at the sort of 1950s or 60s 
And that bit where it's like, they say a man isn't fully dressed without two things, his special lady and his strucker. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, He'll make time for you. And then episode three is a little bit more obvious in this one. It's a bath soak, isn't it, called Hydra Soak? Yeah. So, yeah. Colin, like, why are we getting these little uh, references to hydra uh, are they are they behind it are they is it referencing wonders past like it's do the adverts mean anything at all it's well i mean i i don't necessarily i mean i think there's there's probably little hints and easter eggs in there i, I haven't put too much thought into the uh, ads because i i mean maybe there is more in there but i just think it's there more as to to make you feel like you're in this other world yeah. and, and having the ad breaks mm. as you're watching just pulls you out and it's not like a sort of Netflix show where you just sat there constantly yeah. for however long it's mm-hmm. on for. There were other little Easter eggs throughout the episode which I think mean more to the main aspect of the show, which I'm sure we'll get into. But mm. I just really enjoyed these ads, man. Yeah. I felt like it was just a nice little touch. And I noticed, I mean, I didn't obviously pick up on all those things because mm-hmm. a lot of that, but I noticed the Hydra thing, which for me, I was even like, mm. I was like, oh, Stace, that's Hydra. And she was like, what? <laughs> 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 but um, so, yeah, there, there's, there are certain things that are sticking in. Surely, I love right? the idea. I don't know why. I think it's so wholesome that Colin, that- who gave like Ant-Man and the Wasp 0.5 a few episodes ago, has is, is, is been able to get to sit there and get so excited that he's gone... Stays Hydra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's because I'm. Yeah, it's because I was excited to watch it at the what time. What a journey we've been on. Yeah, it is a journey, and obviously, and also, it just hammers down the fact that I am giving my honest opinion on this. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm not just coming on here and being a miserable prick every couple of weeks. <laughs> but yeah, that was nice to see one of these. Good. Uh, so yeah, this episode ends uh, with Wonder Vision. Uh, we notice, sorry, that Wonder Vision is being watched by someone on a television set. Now, Colin, what if I told you that the person we saw switching off that television is a character we have already seen in the MCU? Would that confuse you even more? I can't say I'm surprised by that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm not taking any guesses or any clues, no. but I feel like this this will slowly unravel into the MCU that I dislike, and that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> that's why I'm enjoying hell. the three episodes that I've seen. Uh, and I feel like it's been creeping closer and closer to that. Especially that was by... Jack Schaefer's pitch to Kevin Feige. <laughs> Give us Don't the first three episodes. <laughs> we'll it's going to unravel into the MCU that people dislike. I'm dreading yeah, so... Colin pressing play on episode four titled The Horde. Uh, but i did like those bits though i enjoyed the fact and and it was kind of like as the episodes went on they were slowly starting to give up more and more and more and i'm still definitely like i'm intrigued enough to carry on without a doubt but i i there is a sense of worry well we'd we'd carry on regardless so it doesn't matter that's very true yeah (laughs) so we move on to episode two titled don't touch that dial and in a 1960s setting Maximoff and Vision hear strange noises outside their house. They also prepare their magic act for a neighbourhood talent show. Maximoff and Agnes spend a day with the show's planning committee led by Dottie, and Vision attends a neighbourhood watch meeting where he accidentally swallows some chewing gum. Um, so let's talk about maybe some of the supporting cast in Wonder Vision. Uh, so we mm. first meet Wonders and Vision's neighbour, Agnes, played by the lovely Catherine Hahn. Colin, how is Catherine Hahn as Agnes the neighbour for you? I mean, she plays the role very well. Yeah. I do think that she would get slightly annoying the more she's on screen. Mm-hmm. She 
there has that there is that level of like the annoying neighbor yes. which i guess is the point yeah. but um <laughs> but no i i did i really i loved this episode because we got to see a lot more of the supporting cast and a bit more of this yeah. sort of weird we get town to see a lot more of westview in. in this one for sure yeah yeah and i love that and the and i thought they did that in a very pleasing way as well like showing you that there's just this thing is you're not 100% sure who, if anyone knows what's going on, if everyone knows what's going on, if some of them know what's going on, but they're all under some sort of weird, you know, spell or whatever, and a couple of them are breaking in and out of it. Like, and I really enjoyed that. And also the magic show was amazing. The magic show is a great magic show was amazing. Yes. <laughs> oh, and also the uh, animated intro was epic yeah and i love the little bits when he got the gum and, and we, were, we and go to animation watching yeah. so good he's the, he's the most like sophisticated android ever created but when he swallows some gum here we go cartoon and it's just like three cogs in his drunk. system yeah, yeah, yeah. stuck in his cogs <laughs> yeah i loved all that man that bit i had one of my favorite lines biggest laugh from this episode that i'd forgotten about when he says it's purely for mastication and no, so, someone goes no i don't do that <laughs> yeah. is it is it herb he's like no, i don't do that yeah 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 yeah. that was good uh so and even just the fact that they they knocked it up another decade because yes. i didn't know that yes obviously. of course um, yeah and and the characters will slightly look a bit different. It, the intro's different, and I just thought, man, like this the theme is, songs are so even, on point. They created every different theme song for every different episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I was on board, man. I actually think this episode might have been my favourite out of the three. Nice, I think. Yeah. Did you watch like uh, Bewitched and things like that growing up at all? Because they always used to be on Channel Four. I remember, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I run the weekends or just during the day, and I for some reason, I I I've got like a massive section of my life of watching pretty much all the shows that these oh really this is referencing so i like grew up on like bewitched and dick van dyke show mm-hmm. and nice. phil spencer show phil spencer phil silver show phil spencer's the uh the guy on channel four <laughs> grand designs bike isn't it <laughs> we'll watch it like that as well <laughs> yeah i mean watch, watch out for uh, episode five um yeah <laughs> vision's grand design <laughs> So then, yeah, same to you as well then, Rob. Um, what about uh, Catherine Hahn? How is she in this for you? Like Colin says, she's playing it so, like, perfect. Mm-hmm. And all these yeah. sort of, like, the jokes are so on point as well, mm-hmm. where she's sort of going on about her husband, Frank, all the time and, yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. ribbing on him and stuff. But also, I definitely like the sort of interaction that Wanda's got with her as well, that she's, like... Especially when she sort of goes to that that meeting, yeah, to plan the the talent show. You know, it's, she's got someone on her side, kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. All I will say is that Catherine Hahn understood the assignment. I think she's wonderful in this. What one wonderful? Oh. How how hard is it for you guys to talk about this right now? Because um, are you not? Are you like? Is there potential of sitting on spoilers here or spoiling stuff, or is it hard for you to discuss? The whole show revolves around a mystery, so we are obviously keeping it to yeah, just exactly. what we're talking if about. If the listeners first at home think episodes. me and Rob are maybe talking a bit slower this week, it's because we are watching every <laughs> word we say. Yeah, we're being very yeah, careful, yeah. I, I had a feeling. But, um, yeah, I, I'll definitely say that Catherine Hahn, similar to what you said, Colin, you know, every now and then you think she's that close to maybe taking it too far, but... That's mm. the point of the character, and yeah. she got it mm. note perfect. There's, there's no. When yeah. she says, uh, 
is um can I give you advice? And and Wanda says, is there something wrong with the way I'm dressed? And she said, yes, but it's too late now. <laughs> and it gives yeah. a different piece of advice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Maximoff befriends another neighbour, Geraldine, and notices more strange things, such as a yellow and red toy helicopter in their black and white world, a voice on the radio that seems to be speaking to her, and a red bloodstain. Colin... The voice coming from the radio. Yeah. What would you say if I told you that voice was someone else we'd also seen in the MCU? <laughs> okay. Um, but that was a different person, the other person watching the television. Um, I'd say George or and Finn. Yeah, this is <laughs> yeah, making I would me say worried. I, because I, I will say, say I get... that when yep. me and Rob watched that episode, we were mm. like, I know that voice. I think oh. we clicked. Yeah. I haven't clicked. We I were got... doing pilot season at this time, weren't mm-hmm. we? So I think week by week we were talking about it. It's like, a, mm. oh, what we've been watching this week? And we were talking about mm. WandaVision a lot. Um, so, Colin, can you remember what the voice was saying? Um, it was something along the lines of, was it like, why are you there? Or, or um, I think it was, uh, who's doing this to you, Wanda? Who's doing this? Yeah, yeah, that's Wanda, yeah, can yeah, you yeah, read yeah, yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Wanda, yeah. who's doing this to you? Mm. Yep. Very interesting. I, d- I didn't pick up on the voice though. I gathered that it probably is, but it was quite distorted and yeah, kind of messed yeah, sure. up and yeah. surrounded by radio. It's, shite, it's a little so clearer I... at the end. I think they play it again just mm. as the credits start. The okay. Same clip. I think I'd have to rewatch that one before I could make it. I'm not going to rewatch it though. I'm going to let the surprise yeah, of course. come. No, no, yeah, of course. So thanks to the gum caught in his internal mechanisms, Vision appears to be intoxicated at the talent show and publicly reveals his abilities. But Maximoff uses her own abilities to make it look like simple magic tricks and then fixes vision by removing the gum. So one thing I really love about these opening episodes of WandaVision as well is that it utilizes many of like the classic sitcom tropes. Like episode one, every sitcom has has got like the dinner party gone wrong episode. Episode mm-hmm. two is the talent show scenario. So Rob, you know, all these strange goings on aside, does this still work as a sitcom? Yeah, definitely, for, for, especially for the era. Mm. There was always, because obviously Bewitched was about, you know, this normal guy who was married to a witch and they all sort of had to keep it secret. Whenever the boss came round or whatever, she'd be sort of yeah. doing, you know, twinkling her nose and doing these, you know, making things appear and stuff. Or, you know, having to sort of make sure that these mad things happening <laughs> weren't seen by everyone else. And it's 100% <laughs> like has that feel, the, the, especially the first two episodes of being like... yeah. It just took me back to my childhood mm-hmm. and watching, you know, these sort of programs with my dad. Like it was, um, it is, it's, it's spot on. It's lovely. So then, Colin, you've mentioned that maybe some of the sillier sitcom aspects of the show are actually working for you. Mm. So, like, do they do they work still in like the context of the show? So, like, it's almost the same question I'm asking you, like as I asked Rob. Like, does it still work even when you take out all of like the the questions? I guess. I think it still works. I don't know if I'd be as interested to watch it if you took away those more like, uh, I'm not going to say Lynchian, more like uh, <laughs> do it av- avant-garde sort yeah, of like moments that sort of throw you off a bit. But it's still done very well. I just and and the humor is there. I just I just feel like having that extra. I'd still like it, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't like it to the point that I like it now because it, it really is the mystery that keeps me in. And then it's keeping me in, but I'm also then taking an enjoyable content yep. while the mystery is going on. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you one thing that I did like 
which is another little one of the weird things, I guess. But I love the fact they kept saying for the children and you don't see a single yeah. child. To be honest, I just completely forgotten about that aspect until I rewatched the episodes recently. That part, and there's that one yeah. massive wide shot of all of them in, that, in the yeah. town square and they all go, yeah. for the children. And then you, and then you go... <laughs> Where the fuck are the I children? Seen the child, yet. and it's yeah. like, oh, hang on, yeah, a bit like, yeah. oh, hang on. that's a bit. It's, it's, it can, it's more of the oddness that that show has had so far. Yeah, what children are they talking about though? Hey? Exactly. Um, I'm getting terrified, mm. and this can definitely stay in the edit as well. Uh, for the mm. listeners at home, um, I we record these over Zoom. And um, because my laptop is really rubbish, internet connectivity and all that, I use Zoom on my mobile so everyone can see me. Rob has texted me two or three times in the last oh, minute. No. And I'm fucking terrified as to maybe what I've done wrong. Because I can't... No, 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 you've not done anything wrong. I can't wrong. see I basically, the text. <laughs> No, I, I, I highlighted something from my notes oh. that I was going to talk about. And I said I didn't because I was too scared okay, to. Okay, good. Oh, Colin, so this I'm is play, very scary for us. A, I'd rather play safe and then... Just get WhatsApp messages coming through of 911 or 999 <laughs> written on them. Well, my, my, my thinking is if I, if I send these to George as I'm having these moments of worrying about bringing yeah. them up, I then got a log of all the things I could bring up once it's safe oh, to bring them yeah, up. Yeah, I like okay. it. Yeah. Just don't send them to the group chat accidentally. Yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'll quickly flick my phone on after this and be like, oh, okay. <laughs> Reckon it'll be Ant-Man surprised when... Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas time through vision. <laughs> Oh, Christ. So they return home, and then Maximoff becomes visibly pregnant. When they suddenly see a strange beekeeper emerging from a manhole on their street, Maximoff appears to reset their reality before the figure appears. The setting then changes to full colour as it moves to the 1970s. Colin, I've already asked you this question once. I'm going to ask it again. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I don't know, but it was another mind bender yeah. so that I enjoyed. Um, yeah, I mean, clearly, well, that's weird, isn't it? Because you get these moments where you feel like one of the cast, act, one of the characters, suddenly has this awareness of like, oh, when this isn't what it is and then they kind of flick back into it again mm. so there's this weird kind of line that they're on where every now and again they're sort of being pulled out of it yeah and when that happened with the beekeeper and then it did that rewind it was weirdly it was after wanda says what said she, no she says right? no she says no no and then we and we rewind yeah. and then the scene starts again so but is the 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 question that that came up for me at that point was is that Wanda controlling what's happening or is that whoever's controlling it seeing that... I don't even know. You're asking the right questions. Yeah, or or is there someone who's like doing this to try and keep Wanda as happy as possible? So as soon as there is an element of like something bad's happening Mm -hmm. or she's looking distressed, they'll just quickly rewind, reset, move on. Because as soon as it rewinds, they don't even end up leaving the house again. That noise doesn't happen again or whatever it was. So yeah, again, intriguing. Yeah, yeah, you're asking the right questions, which which shows that the show is working on that level. That, that well, the fact I even give a shit enough to even have a question in my brain is <laughs> is not something that comes up a lot with this. So uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> and no faff and waff here. No faff exactly. and waff. 
So now we move on to episode three, titled Now in Colour. I don't have too much on uh, episode three. We are getting quite close to the end of the episode here, lads. It's all good. It's been a great one. Yes, most definitely. So in the 1970s setting, Dr. Nielsen says Maximoff is four months pregnant and everything is fine before leaving for an intended holiday with his wife. Whilst Vision sees Nelson out, he sees his neighbour Herb unknowingly cut through (laughs) their wall. So, (laughs) Rob, we've had a few instances now, and we've mentioned them all here as well, where things go a bit weird. You know, things happen that maybe don't make a ton of sense. So my question is, have they used these moments in the correct quantity, so to speak? Like, have they got the balance of moving the show forward whilst also creating mystery as well? I think so. I would say... I don't think this is a spoiler to say. This is nine episodes, okay? Oh, yes. The series okay. is nine episodes. So the, our watch of this would be three lots of three. And I would say yep. they kind of pace it that way. Mm. And it fits nicely into they do certain things with each okay. groups of three. <laughs> and that's all I'll say. <laughs> okay. So, yes, paced very, very well. <laughs> so um, the, the The opening, though... You just glossed over like so many of my favorite little bits. So there's a, there's a little moment that I, I don't think I would have mentioned the first time. I would have seen the first time round. It's when um, the doctor says you're at four months now. Is that right? And Vision he shakes his head while she's <laughs> <Yep>. nodding. <laughs> it's very yeah. good. I love I love Paul um, Bettany's lo- hair in this episode. He looks incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite a syrup, yeah. isn't it? I love it for our uh, non UK listeners. <laughs> syrup is rhyming slang for wig. Syrup of figs. <laughs> wig. Um, but I um, I also love his puns when he says, they say like, oh, it's about the size of a papaya. A papaya. A papaya. And he says, I can't wait to be a proud papaya. Yeah. And I was like... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> papaya. papaya? <laughs> oh, nice. Love him. Vision's doing puns. Yeah, who, who would, have would have seen it? So Maximoff and Vision paint a nursery whilst debating what to name their child before Maximoff's pregnancy elevates to six months. When she begins contractions, her abilities begin to move things in the house and eventually shut down the town's power. Now, this sequence contains, you know, that wonderful moment as well. Another one of our weird moments, and it's one of my Mm. favourite of the show. When Vision maybe starts to question everything himself as well he asks wonder what's going on as since they've moved to westview something doesn't quite feel right then suddenly the scene it what it, it like skips doesn't it he like, says uh, yeah i think i think there's something wrong here one yeah and then suddenly and then it, it skips or it cuts and then the scene just starts again yeah so you know i guess I'm not really going to ask Colin what he thinks going on. He's kind of already mentioned it. Was that, again, almost like a beekeeper moment yeah. of, was it... I think so. Yeah, was it Wanda being like, oh, no, let's skip past this bit? Or was it someone else being like, no, no, you, let's, that's that's questions yeah. we don't want being asked. Mm. Yeah, I, I think the more we talk about it, the more we've discussed it, it feels more like Wanda is essentially trapped in this world. Mm. And she's being controlled by whoever this director is that we've apparently already seen before. Yeah. Um, 
Because that would make a lot more sense, I think, rather than Wanda being the one to control it. Because why would she want to be there? Maybe because she's mourning the death of Vision and she wants to create this entire universe where she can live a happy life that she's always wanted with him. Maybe that's another theory. I, I love but, that. Um, that's heartbreaking, uh, but I love it. Yeah. But uh, that would it could be, be the... like a memory thing, like in Captain yeah. Marvel. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, uh, but again, man, like. I'm actually thinking about theories, I know. which alone is a strange concept for me in the MCU. <laughs> well, it's kind of exciting. I, I, I did have a question for the end of this episode, but I'm going to ask it now because we're mm. on that same sort of thing. As in that it's kind of refreshing that we've done this whole episode without doing a villain time, you know. Oh, so good. And, you know, but then the end of this episode, I think it makes us ask the question. It poses the question, is Wanda the villain? Because we have that moment where... You, something's maybe not quite right with Geraldine as well. She lets maybe oh, something yeah, yeah. slip. Mm. And then suddenly Geraldine is essentially disappeared, right? Kicked out. Oh, of she's thrown out, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It, and then, and then also you get, a, there's a weird look on Wanda's face as well when, because he walks back in after, he's like, where's she gone? Or she's like, oh, she had, yeah. she had to go. But when yeah, she, but there's like a very blank. When, yeah, yeah. And they, they definitely want us to ask that question. Mm. And also when she speaks to Geraldine, as Rob mentioned earlier on, you know, where she, she drops the very uh, American housewife from the 50s sort of voice. Yeah. The Sokovian tinge comes back. She goes mm. a tiny bit mm. Eastern European again. She's singing Sokovian lullabies, exactly. isn't she, yeah. to yes. the kids? Yeah. And then um, there's that, I get goosebumps, I'm getting goosebumps now, thinking about it, because it was so good, I remember watching it for the first yeah. time, when she says, I, I'm a twin, you know. And, mm. and then when she says, Ultron killed him, didn't he? <laughs> it's like, so then, you almost like, get whiplash. You're like, whoa! Yeah, what? you're like, holy <laughs> shit. This is the first time anything's been mentioned that's outside exactly. of... Mm. Yeah. Like that is MCU, mm -hmm. really. Other than it's all like the Strucker or the Stark references in the adverts, yeah. it's the most sort of overt reference to anything, yeah. and it really gives you. It's kind of jarring, bumps. isn't it? To mm. suddenly hear the last thing you, the last word you expect to hear in One Division is Ultron. <laughs> Ultron, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I will briefly go over what we've just discussed now. That obviously Geraldine arrives and helps Maximoff deliver twins, Billy and Tommy. Uh, Vision catches Agnes and Herb gossiping outside and they talk about Geraldine who has just arrived in town and is not I love that line where they say what is it like no husband and Vision's like well that's fine they're like no family and then there's a pause and then no home and they're like what <laughs> I love it um, <laughs> uh, so inside yeah. uh, Maximoff interrogates Geraldine after the latter reveals that she knows Ultron killed Maximoff's twin brother Pietro Maximoff also notices that Geraldine is wearing a pendant with a sword emblem on it. When Vision returns, Geraldine is gone. And outside of Westview, Geraldine emerges through a wall of static and is surrounded by agents. So, um, do we talk about the sword emblem or do we wait, Rob? I think we wait. Let's wait. Next time, baby. <laughs> because I will say, um, <laughs> at the end of episode one, when we see someone turn off that television, there is something to the left of the television, I think a computer screen that has a sword emblem on there. Was there one on the colourful helicopter as well? Was there yes, a yes, good spot. There yeah. sure was. 
I've forgotten about that. And then, yes, Geraldine is wearing an emblem with a sword on it as well. Mm. So, As Vision would say, what the dickens? What, what in the dickens? And also, speaking of lots of little <laughs> emblems and stuff like that, I think I only noticed this um, the first time the other day when I rewatched episode two. You know, the, the Cabinet of Mysteries or whatever they want to call it? Mm. It's the Soul Stone on it. Hopefully, even I've noticed that. That's nice. There's, a, look, there's an emblem go. on top with lots of light emanating from it, and it's the soul stone. Yeah, the thing that was in Vision. Save that for your trivia. Oh, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so, how nice is it not to have trivia this week? I, the pressure's off. I like it, but then I'm getting this yeah. whole new pressure of not trying to spoil Wonder Vision. So, yeah, but that's yeah. kind of fun for me, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> And there we have it. We that is the end of episode three. So, is there anything else either of you would like to mention in that last episode? In the third episode, I there's a, a moment I really love with Dotty where she, when all the sort of mad stuff's happening with the contractions, she walks in and she says, "Do, you, do these earrings make me look fat?" And there's a power cut, <laughs> oh. and her husband goes, "Oh, thank God! Oh, thank God!" <laughs> it's, it's my biggest laugh of the three episodes. It's really funny. What's his funny. name again? Can we remember? I can't remember, right, but, but he... I will say, but, when I first whatever watched WandaVision, I was like, there's something going on with that character because that's David Schwimmer in makeup. <laughs> I was certain it was David Schwimmer. Like, you have those episodes of Friends where they look at, what, alternate realities or even like oh, yeah, past yeah. Oh, yeah, Ross. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. like, it's him. That's David Schwimmer. <laughs> and so I had to IMDb I it. And luckily, thank God, um, I was wrong. There's a bit in episode two with him as well where Wanda folds. She's like, oh, this isn't even a real piano. And she folds it into cardboard. He goes, that was my grandmother's <laughs> yeah, piano. Yeah. He had some good lines, that yeah. guy. Yeah, he, yeah he, he gets fired in the first episode as yeah. well, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the thank God moment I love. Oh, no, it's so, so funny. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> I also wanted to ask Colin's opinion on something. All right. Oh, so they're having the chat, Herb and Agnes, outside. And um, Agnes says, she came because we're all... Or I think Herb says, she came because we're all... And then he gets cut off. All what, <laughs> Colin? Okay. <laughs> all what, Colin? Um, she came because we're all... So she obviously... What, what is her They're name? They're talking Geraldine. about Geraldine. They're yeah, about Geraldine. Geraldine. Sorry, that's it, Geraldine. So Geraldine's clearly working for... Because mm. she's wearing the necklace, right? And that's what we've seen on the hand of the director. Are we calling him the director at the moment? Or whoever the guy is, it's kind of... No, no, we're not calling the him anything yet. All right. Okay, um, I'll just call him the the man whose hand we've seen with the ring on mm-hmm. it. Um so I would say that Geraldine was was maybe sent in there by him. Mm-hmm. I still feel like everyone involved that we haven't like the the sort of crew that are actually there, like the neighbors and mm-hmm. stuff. I still feel like they're sort of slipping in and out of whatever this is sometimes. Mm. Whereas I think Geraldine was probably in there with complete awareness of what was going on and clearly with a task at hand. So maybe there's some reference to maybe they're fucking up a bit and she's there to kind of get them in place. Um, I did really love that one where where that the guy's out there doing his his hedge trimming though. I know we're just cut through, and it's he's just and it's just the the, the blank expressions yeah. and stuff. And just I love it. I love it. Pure concrete. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. With no, <laughs> but I don't know, man. I, I I'm sorry, I can't answer that no. one. But I mean, yeah. what a what a fucking ending though. That's I think that's the last thing I've got to say. Like, what a, an ending to oh, yeah. that third episode. That 
everything is suddenly like you you almost got comfortable with it being in this sort of Westview and sitcom y yeah. background. And suddenly there's helicopters, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. this big sort of like unknown thing. Yeah. And doesn't the um, doesn't the screen even go to a mm. widescreen and you get the, the black aspect bars ratio completely yeah. changes? Out. Yep. So it, like it feels like you're kind of unfortunately entering the MCU rather than hey. what you've been watching. Open mind, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm open sorry. mind. I am. I'm just playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. Okay. My mind will remain open. <laughs> Good. You know that. <laughs> so there we have it. Uh, no trivia. No ratings. All next time, baby. Uh, not even any post credit discussions. And this next part will be very easy for you as well, Colin, as you don't have to guess what we're going to be watching no. next time. As we would politely ask you, <laughs> no Guardians, as we are going to politely ask you to watch WandaVision episodes four, five, and six. Rob, say goodbye. Goodbye. Colin, say bye. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Stay safe. Stay well. Stay nerdy. Next time we meet, let it be in peace and friendship. This is as far as you're going to get tonight. Such valuable stuff. All in a nice work. Sweet dreams, little friends. Look out! Oh, oh, he's escaping! <laughs> I fear we have not seen the last of him.